Welcome to Interceptor Beyond Podcast. My name is Arthur, and today in the episode, as you can see in the title, we have four bands. We have Laser Eyes from Austria, Deadly Vipers from France, Wizard from the USFA, and Truck Fighters from Sweden. Really, really nice people. It was great. It was recorded at Arena Wien. Um, yeah. Anyways, the time codes are in the description. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify or any platform if you dig it. Don't forget to rate this show also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Anyways, let's talk to Deadly Vipers. Okay, so my name is David and I'm the guitar player for the band Deadly Vipers. Deadly Vipers. Uh, we're right now uh, uh, recording in the green room at Arena. You just put, today going to play the second show. Yes, second show of the tour with Short Fighters and Wizard. And uh, it's excellent, great band. Short Fighters are the first legend, so it's an honor to play with them. Uh, so just before we started recording the interview, how did you, I asked about the, uh, you said that you make uh, equipment, uh, you work in a, in a, in a music, store. music store. And my question is, this is, this is how you get to know Truck Fighters because you made the pedal for uh, Dante? Yes, exactly. As, um, Previously, I was a fan of Tritrator since the beginning, and I know that uh, Mr. Dandro uses certain pedals. Uh, he uses a Russian Bidmuff, their famous first pedal, and I know he gets some issues and trouble with them during all the years. And so I'm an electronician and a luthier, professional luthier. And so I contacted him one time to say, I can repair your pedal and make them really stronger. So he, he sent me the first one, I repaired, I, I, uh, I sent back to him. He was really happy about it. And so I, uh, during the years, I repaired maybe three or four pedals for, for him. And one day, they, uh, the band invited me to be their guitar tech in the Elfest. So he was in France, it was more easy for me. And uh, I made him uh, his first uh, signature pedal. I made him a, a one, especially for him. Custom made. Yeah, custom made, completely. Uh, did he want something special in it? But, uh, did you say that I would make a custom or you just made a custom and gave it to him? I, I, I made the, um, it was a surprise. <laughs> it was a surprise and I think he was really happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I, I checked online everything, right? And I saw first at the Truck Fighters when he somewhere mentioned you and then I saw you at the photos. Okay. And then when I started to do research in Deadly Vipers, I realized that okay. you made it. That's how I got the connection. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how you get to know Truck Fighters. And then let's talk about the Deadly Vipers. How yeah. did the Deadly Vipers start? Okay, so I think Deadly Vipers started um, maybe 10 years ago. The, the, the beta version of the band was 10 years ago. It was a different style of music. There was another drummer. There was another singer. He, was a third, he plays guitar too. Uh, so we, we grew as musician and, uh, and composer during two or three years maybe. And after, uh, since became a bit more serious, we changed uh, two times the singer, and now it's Fred since uh, 2016. 17, probably. Yeah, for sure. 2017, <laughs> and uh, you released it in 2017. Yes, so we fired our singer during the recording of the, the album Sad. in 16. 
<laughs> it was a bit of drama. And uh, Fred was a good friend of us, and uh, he asked to to sing in the band. And uh, we know him as a musician and singer, folk singer. He was really great, and uh, we made the the decision to to try, and it was the best way. And, and now that you released uh, last year, uh, now it's 2022, Low City Drone. Yes. Album. Yes, Low City Drone. So it's with the new drummer, Rudy. He's mm. from uh, since 19, he's in the band. Uh, and Low City Drone is on further on our record, the label of Track Fighters. And Mr. Dango, I think he mixed. Uh, yes, he mixed. In fact, we recorded the, the album at the same place we recorded the, f the first one. And uh, I just contact uh, um, just contacted Dango to to know if he can miss the album because I'm just a fan of Track Fighters and I love their sound. And uh, after the meets, they say, "Do you want to sing with us?" Nice. Yes. I so, uh, you mean uh, to sign uh, uh, with the further Rama? Further Rama. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He missed the album, and after he said he asked. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh, so he mixed, and then he decided to put your yeah. own further Rama. So All right. I think he liked he liked it a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Well, he, he, well, well, you you're right at the in home at Father Rama because uh, Father Rama. We need to say that. It's uh, oh. Mr. Dangles and Mr. Ozo, right? Uh, yes, uh, record label, recording label. Yes, exactly. All right. So uh, he, he mixed it. Re you recorded. He mixed it, and you're on Father Rama. Did your life change after that? Uh, How? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not really, actually. So, yes, the, the the band became a bit bigger now since eight or nine months. Because uh, we we have more um, we have we are in more media we have more reviews we are more interviews we are we have more sh share into the different social media so it's a bit different it's a bit different we got a lot of um, top of the year uh, pool in uh, December we we did a lot of stuff so it's great we are happy in France or. Yes, in France, in France, we don't have a lot of uh, rock, uh, rock or stoner rock media, just two or three, but we 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 have been in there for sure, and uh, around the world, we we get a good paper in Metal Hammer, and that's a, it's a good trophy for us. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw it. You got good reviews on many magazines. Metal yeah. Hammer also reviewed yeah. it. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it's a big deal. Yes, I think I think so. We were really happy. We know we have made a great album for for us. It's a great album. It's a different album than the first one. The first one was more into the the classic stoner rock, chaos scenes. In fact, but with more maybe more punchy energy, and this one. Is a bit different. We, we try to to keep the um, the stoner rock refage sound, but we just we put uh, more uh, progressive scenes to to the um, to the sounds with a lot of parts with the keyboard. We wanted to add keyboard, so play uh, Fred play the keyboard now, it just because we are just one guitar. Sometimes it's complicated. So the keyboard add a, a bit of uh, atmosphere to the song, and it's great, I think. Yeah, I, I, I listened to the album. I think it's really cool, and uh, uh, Dango mixed it really well. Um, so did he 
Okay, it's the second. Is it the first time you're uh, touring with Trek Fighters? Yeah, absolutely, the first time. How was yesterday? Because you were in uh, Regensburg. Yeah, uh, it was a solo show. It was really great. Mm, um, the Trek was a bit late because of their flight, and it was a bit complicated. So for the sound check, it was really, really quick. <laughs> really quick. We, we did like a two minute sound check. So there's sound, okay, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, okay, clean, clean, it's sound. Do we have okay. the fast, fast works? Yeah, yeah good. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of time like that. And uh, yeah, it was great. We played first this time because with uh, at this two with Wizard, one day we play first, the day after we play second, so it's equally perfect for the band. And uh, because it was a sold out show, uh, not all the people were inside the, the club because there was a long, a long line in the street. So we played for maybe uh, alpha of the place mm-hmm. because it was a bit uh, early, mm-hmm. but it was great. It was really great. People were really kind. It's the first first time we played in Germany yesterday, and it was really great. I hope it will be the same in Austria. And yeah, and you just told me before the interview, it's the first time you've been to Austria. And I guess it's like a big, uh, it's the first time it's uh, this tour is so international. Yes. Yeah, it's the it's it's first tour, in fact. We we just have made, uh, we just did some uh, date in France and in Spain because we are living just to the yeah. border of Spain. And uh, K- Cabestani? Yes, Cabestani, yeah. Cabestani first city. Cabestani is, uh, is where I live. Is um, is a little village. Is a little village next to Perpignan, the biggest city in this area. And uh, we made some joke with uh, our closest friend about Cabestani uh, is the fuzziest city in the world. And so you can buy our T-shirt Cabestani first city. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I mean, uh, now you can start slowly building a, a, a scene, a, a, a fuzz scene, make a festival like like truck fighters do with their music. Yeah, in fact, in fact, in Cabestani, um, there is a very famous, famous band that is called the Liminianas. The Liminas is a garage garage rock band. They are really famous because there was a lot of uh, TV show like Gossip Girl uh, and a lot of stuff. And uh, I was their guitar tech. Yes, because the um, uh, three years ago they made a super band with uh, Emmanuel Se- Emmanuel Seignier, the actress, the wife of Roman Polanski, and with Anton Newcomb of the Brian Johnston Massacre. Yes, he's a legend. So, uh, and I was guitar tech for for them. And so, in we got a lot of fuzzy band. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so you're you're connected to many musicians because you're a technical. Uh, yes. Specialist. Yes. I'm maybe better in technical than in playing guitar, but I don't know. Well, uh, so far it's going well. I mean, and the reviews are uh, an example of that. So uh, today uh, you're playing here at Arena. Where are you going tomorrow? Uh, we are going in Munich. Yeah. I mean, uh, you you play in Germany. In what, what's next? Uh, uh, what next? It will be Netherlands, Netherlands, Holland, Netherlands. Do you know? Both fine. Both, okay. Both fine. They're not. Okay. Nobody's gonna on my podcast. Nobody gets angry <laughs> about <laughs> pronunciation or anything like that. Okay. And All right. So uh, I guess everything for you is a new experience. Completely. Yes, for sure. I. I for me, uh, I lived this experience before uh, as a guitar tech, so I met already. I, I have met tour, and but now it's different. It's with my band. Uh, I'm playing on stage, so I'm I'm really happy for that. 
Are you are you nervous when you're on stage performing? Yes, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, in fact, I don't have issue to play in front of people, uh, but uh, the, um, I have um, an issue uh, in my hand, mm -hmm. and after uh, several minutes, I have uh, like. Um, I don't know to say in English. It's tendinite. Yes, I have um, since like that. Is an issue since few years now, and sometimes it's, it's okay. And sometimes uh, at the beginning of the, the the sudden sound, I have I can play like I need and I want to play. So I'm a bit nervous. I can I can move the same way. I need to I need to stretch my hand. Uh, uh -huh. So it's a bit. It's a bit complicated. Uh, well, you just need to do stretching before playing. I, I try to do stretching, but um, in fact, I have to do research about that. And uh, in in France, it's called la crampe de l'écrivain. Is it's something that the writer get because you, they write a lot yeah. and they um, they uh, oh I don't know to say that. Like you, yeah. you, how how do you hold it? Yeah, they hold very strongly their their, pe their pen yeah. and they can't write. And I have the same issues, in fact. I had something like this, but then I stopped uh, because I was illustrating. Okay, uh, and that's uh, yeah, it's 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 crap. Yeah, it's it's overworking saying like this. Okay. Yeah. Well, regarding that, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Just uh, uh, scary that it happened. Before the two or one was it like uh, all the time on where did it like actually developed? actually is actually is all the time at all the show I have that and uh, it was since maybe one year or so two years when I have changed my uh, my um, my guitar pitch um, diameter uh, I take softer one it was uh, easier for me uh -huh. but now it happened with the with this thinner. Uh, Yes. You know what? Maybe you can change uh, the technique a little bit, and because of that, the uh, sound will change. I'm talking about uh, Tony Iommi. Yes. Uh, so maybe the, there's there's a potential new music genre yeah. that's going to happen. And I'm a big fan of Tony Iommi. I have the same amp, in fact. <laughs> oh, which one is that? For is people the, who don't know. Yeah, is the is the new Laney? Is it Laney uh, Tony played uh, Laney Supergroup? During the, all the time of Black Sabbath, and uh, they made a new model uh, 30 watt Laney, Laney 30 LB or LA, I don't remember. And I play with, uh, with this one since maybe one year, and I love it. Nice. Uh, I don't know much about uh, equipment. Like I'm not so deep into it. I'm not a musician. I am a pen. It's a bit different. Um, so, what are the plans for Deadly Vipers uh, after the tour? Yeah. Survive the tour and then after. The yeah, survive the tour because it's run day and we are tired a bit. <laughs> um, I think uh, I hope I hope to make connection at this tour uh, to know more promoter. Or, uh, more people into the scene, and it will be great if we can be, uh, if we can get an invitation to some festival and things like that, and to grow, make a new fan, new fan speak to new fan, and it, it can be great. Okay, I, so I you, hope so. Yeah, you want to get new fans and get new experience. All right, mm. that's good. I, and I wish that the Vipers all the best. Now it's time for the song. Could you please? Give me a, a Deadly Viper song that I will give. I will put in the end of the interview. Low City Drone. 
Thank you, Deadly Vipers. And now, let's talk to Laser Eyes. Hey, how's it going? This is Lucas from Laser Eyes. Hey to all, this is Tom from Laser Eyes. Guys, congrats. We just, uh, we're at Arena, as I mentioned in the previous interview. Uh, we just listened uh, and see you perform on stage. Uh, really good show. We really dig, uh, dug it. Uh, how do you feel? Oh, thank you so much. A little bit sweaty, but... Um, they have showers here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Very excited. Um, it's a pity that we couldn't play longer, but that's, that's just how it is. How long did you play? I think we, we had a very short set, about half an hour. But that's that's uh, pretty good. That's pretty good, and that's the way it is. And we are very, very honored and very thankful to be opening for the Mighty Truck Fighters. How come that you are opening for the Mighty Truck Fighters? Uh, we just, you know, um, reached out to their booking agency and they forwarded our request. And then, um, well, the promote here in the Arena Wien listened to oh, our row, stuff. Row, row of the space thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, so they Philip? Listened, Philip, yeah, I think. Yeah, he listened to our stuff and he said, well, yeah, that's good. Fits Shout perfect. out to Philip. Shout out to Philip. Thank you, Philip. Thank you so much for making it possible. And, and now we're here. And now you're here. All right. Uh, did you do extra special for the uh, performance for today? We, oh, I saw a bandana. Uh, uh, not bandana. Uh, Rambo. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, actually, I mean, well, the, the special thing is we downscaled actually a little bit. So because we, we, we had only limited space in our car and, and we don't have, we didn't bring any roadies or, or hands. So we had to set up everything by ourselves. And since Tom has so much equipment, we, we, he plays a guitar cap, a bass cap, looper, 20,000 pedals. Then we have um, a laptop that directly controls his loop station, directly controls our lights. We have to set up our own stage lights. Um, we have to set up drums, and we have to set up in-ear monitoring. So it's like um, we we have to set up stuff for like five people in a band, but we're only two. So yeah, that's also the concept of of laser eyes to to play as much. I noticed that uh, you are using your phone as a flashlight. Yeah, I was just at the beginning because I, I couldn't see anything on stage, but I was yeah. trying to yeah to get to get. Get along. Was it uh, 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 an idea that everything is dark? This was the original idea. It just happened. Actually, we we asked the light guy, the light technician, um, just to to dim the lights at the very beginning of the show because that's where we have the triggered strobe flashes yeah. going on. And and we asked him, you asked him, please just turn down the lights during the intro and then just do whatever you want. Oh, so, and then he went full on. Like went, yeah, so it was he was he was amazing. So yeah. um, shout out to the to the to the light guy whose name I don't know, but shout out. No, uh, light was really really cool. Except in the beginning, uh, it was too dark for a long time, so I couldn't see my guitar for the first half minute I was playing. <laughs> but still very good. Yeah, it was yeah, like it was, good. so it's okay. And then the light was awesome. Yeah, I mean, never. Yeah, that's what what I saw. I was like, oh, it's like really dark. Are you sure that you're playing right now? And then I saw that you're with the phone. It's like, okay, it's a part of the show. That just just happens. Yeah, but maybe back to the bandana because we're using earphones. Mm. Uh, Lucas has the problem sometimes that they fall out, and so uh, I had the idea. Okay, let's take Kung Fu Fighting as intro song, and he said, okay, I'll buy a bandana and. It's it's fitting with the song and the earphones. It keeps my in ear monitor in yeah. my ear. Yeah. So a life hack. A life hack. <laughs> life hack. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, I, that's a, that's the perfect word. It's a life hack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, there's not many interviews. Uh, well, there's no interviews in English uh, regarding your band. So we need to do some basic stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I know that you are from Graz. 
I know that you are, there are two band members here too, and I know that you're using uh, samples and you don't sing. What can you tell me more? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um, wow, um, where to start? We started, oh, when, when did you start? Well, we started, I think, well, like five, six years ago or something. 2019. Yeah, that's maybe you did some research. We didn't, we don't even know. Um, it's a very, very funny story, actually. I, yeah. it was a blind date. I, I posted yeah. on, on social media that I was looking for a. It's your thing, Tinder's thing. Yeah, it's a Tinder, yeah. It was like it's a Tinder like date, Tinder. yeah. So I posted on social media. I mean, Julian's yeah. thing, Tinder, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was. I'm done with Tinder. That was yeah. the idea. <laughs> I was looking for someone to to form a two-piece heavy rock band. Uh, he responded. Nope. Then we met. Yeah, I saw the post and I thought, okay, I'm searching at Rama for a two-piece project, and so we met, and it fitted from the beginning. Yeah, and that's where Lisa Eyes was born, yeah. and the whole well, concerning a question about the lyrics and everything. Um, it, that's just how it came along. Um, we were hesitant to sing at all, to be honest, but we didn't want to be fully instrumental. So we were like, okay, let's put in some voice, but heavily, heavily processed voice with vocoders and everything. I used to have a vocoder back at my drum kit, but all the drum sound was bleeding so heavily into the vocoder microphone. And since it's so heavily distorted, you would hear a lot of super duper distorted drum sound. So it was not really possible. So that's why we opted for these triggered samples. And since all the light shows and strobe lights are programmed anyway, which is programmed in the vocal samples as well. Yeah, I think it was a development because we met and I only had a guitar amp and a guitar and then Octava. And we tried and tried to find our sound. Then we had the sound with bass and guitar, you can say. And then um, we added the looper. Then we added samples, but at our first gig, uh, the samples didn't work. I today, I also today don't know why. It worked at the sound check, but at the gig it didn't work. So okay. And the next step uh, was the strobo. Then strobe we start. Lights, yeah. But but in the beginning, uh, his girlfriend uh, was controlling the strobo at our shows. Uh, his brother built us a food switch, so he was controlling it by foot. But then uh, we we found a way to to control it via the laptop. So it's triggered. There's a, the project of the song is in the laptop, and um, there's also coming a MIDI click to my loop station, so I don't have to to start the record exactly at one because the MIDI is triggering it, and the MIDI is also triggering the strokes. How yeah. was the sound check today then? <laughs> Actually, very smooth. Yeah, I, yeah. I have to say that the crew is was really, really, really good. They read our rider. They had the concept. I think we were done in half an yeah, hour. Very professional building, stuff. Building up. So shout out it was to really, it's really professional. Is it first time in the arena for you? Uh, in the big, well, in, in the big hall, yes. We yeah. played previously just across here, you in know, the in the smaller one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's the second time in, in arena yeah. venue. Yeah. yeah, and I was playing, uh, I have a second band, and I was playing in the small hall and in the Beisel. Right. Yeah. We might be coming back to Arena Beisel yeah. maybe soonish. Yeah. Nothing confirmed yet, but maybe. Who knows? How soonish? One month, two months? No, maybe this year. We we are still oh. in discussion. All right. Yeah. <laughs> soonish. Soonish. This year. I mean, I mean, this question is for the uh, like in the end the plans. But we can talk about this. Okay. So, uh, right now. So okay. So you got together, uh, found the found everything, uh, loop pedals, equipment. How did you get on Kerberos Records? 
um, we re actually, I don't really rem well, no, I I reached out to Kerberos Records actually, and that was I think when our single Hans von Bärenland was released. Um, they had a look at it and they said, well, yeah, let's let's do it. That's the easy, easy, easy story, and that's yeah. basically all there is to it. No connections, connection, no connections to the people. Connections are good. No, no absolutely, we we were just complete strangers to them, and they were complete strangers to us. We just reached out, and and they responded, and they said, yeah, let's do it. And uh, Gunsfeld was uh, before you. Gunsfeld was released before our, um, well, first single actually. The Hans von Bernland was after Gunsfeld and will be on our new record that is mm, hopefully to come out this year. We are working hard on it. So, new record, right? Yeah. So, hopefully. So, um, okay, new record. Uh, hopefully this year, right? There you go. The sound, did it change? Very, very much so, actually. Singing. Um, we have lyrics on every single song except one. Except yeah. one, yeah. There will but, be. But uh, maybe this will fit your question. Uh, all songs we played today uh, are going to be on the new record. So we don't play the old songs anymore. Hardly, uh, hardly. Maybe uh, yeah. in two weeks we in play weeks. another show yeah. in Graz and we there we might. Uh, one song, yeah. 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 But but we also play the songs different than on the record. Yeah, that, that's they're awesome. constantly evolving. Yeah. They they're evolving during our rehearsals and and live jams. So constant but, evolution. But maybe on the record coming after our upcoming record, mm -hmm. we will try to sing live. Live, yeah, maybe absolutely. Okay. Because maybe we are going to downgrade a little bit. Uh, not so many samples, not so many loops. Uh, more riffing and singing, maybe. We don't know. Maybe we make a dance with synth, <laughs> dance album with synth. We don't know. Oh, okay. So uh, there, there's a lot of drastic uh, changes. Okay. Uh, did you record it in a new place, a new studio, or something like this? We, or we kind of remodeled our rehearsal space to a. I wouldn't call it a professional recording studio, but we 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 upgraded and we did uh, most of the recording just in our space and we have like six of eight songs fully recorded but all of the eight songs that will be on the new album are fully written so we just need to get back and finish recording and there will be four songs that will be shorter and a little bit more danceable just like our single are you going commercial almost um and then there will be four very heavy long rock, doom, call it whatever you want. So You're going commercial. Tear everything apart. Is there something uh, that you like really like aim? Like maybe there's like a band that you kind of try to be like, let's do this time. Like, uh, I mean, I can I can only mention bands that uh, I interviewed. Mm -hmm. So Broom from San, some from uh, LA, uh, no, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. They're like doom bands. Mm -hmm. like, they play sad music, but they're really happy people. Yeah, that's, uh, I know, I know. Um, uh, Tom listens a lot to indie pop, for instance, right? Yeah, indie and electro pop, mainly. Yeah, I listen to... And Elder. And Elder. Yeah. I, I love Elder, <laughs> so shout out to Elder. Um, I, I love lengthy proggy music in all... Can, can be heavy music, can be soft music. I, I love King Chizzard. Uh, yeah, but I also like the heavy stuff. I also listen to indie pop every now and then. Oh my god, yes. Who the thought? Ah. Exactly. All right, so uh, who's going to do... Okay, you're recording, who's doing the mixing or, or stuff? Have you decided already? Same people, not same people? We have decided, but we we 
we unfortunately we cannot say it yet officially, but we have a decision, yeah. Somebody in Austria? Yes. Somebody we know? I think yes. Of God's you might might know the person because you're into music and, and you I might know. You might know the band at least. The person is from and we have another option, but also the other option is quite I wouldn't say maybe famous, I don't know. In Graz. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we have two people we're we're aiming for, and we'll see. Uh, so you haven't asked yet. We we asked both actually, and they agreed. And you just decided. Yeah, we just have to to make the decision. Yeah. Right. When you're gonna make the decision, they're also waiting for you. I know. <laughs> I don't know if they're waiting for us. To be honest, um, no, no, we we we, sh- we, we will make we, test mixes. We, test mixes maybe, yeah, and then just reach out to everyone. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow, well, a lot of changes. Mm. Right? It's so. Singing, production, people. Yeah. So you're going commercial, okay? <laughs> no, no, wait, wait. No, 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 no. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. So well, maybe who knows? Okay. What's so? What's the plan? All right. Uh, you're going to re- like record the other stuff, release. When do you plan? Are you planning? Okay, I know what you're gonna re-release it around September. I hope so. I hope so. We have to hurry up actually a little bit, but y- you know, since um, I think due to the pandemic, um, I think vinyl pressing plants are still heavily delayed, right? So let's say we submit everything to the plant. I don't know how long we're going to wait. I, okay, six uh, months. Then you can probably cross off September for of the cards this year. Right? We got tapes. You can do tapes. We can do tapes. Um, 50 tapes, limited edition, hand science yeah. of 30 euros each. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll so you want to go commercial, I guess. <laughs> I come from the marketing perspective of music, <laughs> yeah. so I already like into Maybe. this stuff. Yeah. While well, you're deciding on the color of the thing, I already know how yeah. to sell the shit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we have to we have to see what the pressing yeah. plans gonna say. But I, yeah, uh, as as you just mentioned, we we heard that there's quite a queue. Several well, months. It was a queue at least half a year ago. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's changed. I'm mean, mm-hmm. maybe I'll ask Frog Fighters because they have their own record label. I right. know, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. For the Ramos. Which is amazing, by the way. They're all just very, very good bands. Um, Witch Rider from Graz, they are on their label. Fantastic band, please check them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Witch Rider is a good band. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. Uh, probably this year. Da, da, da. Uh, any uh, gigs in the near future? So, you mentioned Arena Baisel, maybe sometime uh, in near. In two weeks, we're going to play. In... This episode comes out next week on Wednesday. I know. Uh, no, um, in two weeks we're gonna play in Graz again, and actually I do want I want a break because I really want to finish recording. Yeah. But you know, if if something comes up, an invitation or something, we're gonna accept it. It's also, to be honest, the Truck Fighters gig today delayed the recording process. But oh my yeah, god, I, opening I, for Truck Fighters. Okay, I know yeah, what to tell yeah. Truck Fighters. Uh, you're delaying people recording. You're like, shit, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> it's Truck Fighters' fault because everyone is waiting for this. Yeah. I know. You're so big. Everybody has to like make way for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, finally, you came again after a long time or whatever. Why are you recording the new album? Sure. <laughs> well, actually, I want to get back and, and do everything um, as, as as fast as possible. But we want to keep our standards high, so you can't rush it. All right, uh, time for a song. Hans von Bärenland.
Thank you, Laser Eyes. And now let's talk to Wizard. My name's Sam. I play the drums. I'm Jamie. I play guitar. I'm Lane. I play bass. And I'm Jalen. I sing and play guitar. Visit Wizard. Because of the wipers, the French accent. First of all, Hello from Bobby Parker of the Salem's Band. Uh, okay, okay. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. We love you, Bobby. We love you, Bobby. Bobby mixed the album. Yeah, he mixed our album. So uh, he's kind of the reason we're here since the uh, Truck Fighters signed us in the, with the label. So thanks, Bobby, for bringing us here. Uh, so I have a quote from him because I asked him to ask you a question. So tell okay. them I love them and I wish them luck on their tour. Uh, and the question from Lobby, uh, Bobby uh, is why the toilet in their basement is raised up on a pedestal. <laughs> they stayed in the basement when they played Kalis. It's a throne, and a throne needs to be ascended, and so the throne is raised. Why? Why? Why is your toilet not three steps above the floor? <laughs> That's my question to you, Bobby. <laughs> If, Bobby, if you don't have to hunch over to pee in your toilet, then you have a terrible toilet. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. It's funny. Uh, I think Bobby is not the first person to ask us about our downstairs basement toilet in the in the jam house. In the same style of someone else asking us through an interview. This is the second time the second this situation time. has happened. And it's a I, very famous toilet. <laughs> it's a famous toilet. Well, I, I can imagine it's a famous toilet, but... Uh, you know, when I asked Bobby, like, well, a question, I didn't expect that kind of the question. I'm not sure it's been cleaned in, in a long time either. All right. Yeah. So I, I saw that I, I, I saw that Bobby was promoting your album, and but he didn't know that he was mixing it. Yeah. And that's when I wrote to him. It's like, okay, you toured together. And he's like, actually, I mixed the album. I was like, oh, I don't know. It's like, but it's so nice. It's like, it sounds good. No, no, really, really, it sounds really good. So, so he did so a fantastic job. Bobby did a fantastic job mixing it and uh, being, I think, probably the first album or or second album that we out. Is it the second or the first album that we outsourced from the first one that we that we outsourced to mix because we we uh, mixed and uh, uh, we didn't master the originals, but we mixed all the uh, uh, the first two albums ourselves. It didn't turn out too great. You have to give it to another set of ears, and and Bobby definitely had the right set of ears to mix this album. Yeah, mostly we had, um, it was a lot of uh, Randall, um, a guy who used to be playing with us, playing keyboards, and mostly Jamie assisting him with the mixing. So it was a lot done, like, in the band, and we really needed, like, this outside set of ears with a different perspective on the songs. Mix your When you mix your own stuff, uh, you tend to sit there and nitpick everything, you get down to the the smallest little sound and you're trying to erase it or make it sound just perfect. And a lot of the times it just requires like, I don't know, a seasoned engineer or just an outside person to have that ear and say, okay, I know this is going to sound good. I know this is what sounds good. They send it back to us and we loved it. From Congrats on this album because I was checking it out. I mean, I knew about your band for, for a long time, especially as a name. And I listened a little bit, but then, when I knew that I was going to interview you, I listened like deep dive on it, and I really like it. I didn't expect the sounds because it's a comparison, especially to the previous oh, yeah. uh, stuff, like uh, synth and stuff. I might be wrong, of, of course. I'm always maybe wrong. No, uh, when we initially came out or, or started developing this album, uh, 
just like all of our other albums, we've had we've had the songs written for years before we had ever record uh, recorded them, and uh, it, that kind of gave us a lot of time to really define them and 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 move on with our sound. And we kind of had this whole period of of oh let's let's do a bunch of like really funky songs, you know, get that real funk rock feel in, into some of these, and and kind of step out of the boundaries of doing you know just straight stoner doom because it can get real repetitive and real boring at times. So we want to we want to freshen things up. We've uh, we've kind of always uh, uh, described ourselves as the uh, uh, sativa side of stoner doom instead of the indica side of stoner doom. We're we're getting you pumped and we're getting you going. We're we're getting you excited. You know that's that's the whole point of Wizard. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's like the funk, the the the, the rhythm of it. You know, that's that's what I what I got from Clutch. You know, oh, yeah. when, when we and actually because uh, Julian, I didn't tell you, but because of Clutch, I have a funk intro in all in all my episodes yeah. because uh, because uh, the one of the Clutch songs that I like is Barbarella. This uh, yeah yeah yeah, and it's like marching band funk style of stuff and when i listen to your stuff i had the same feeling you know like yeah like you want to move it's groovy it's groovy yeah yeah you want to groove groovy <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what i like all right so uh you released this album uh last year like how and the response was amazing so how and this is like is it your first time in europe no yes no, yes yes, yes, yes second yes. time Se- second time, time. yeah yeah last time we came was 2019 yeah yeah we came over and toured in october with kalel from norway a uh, great stoner rock uh awesome band yeah, um, amazing band <laughs> like Jalen's favorite band, actually. You know, one, of my fav- one of my absolute favorite bands. I was listening to Kal-El, um, uh, I think, uh, probably my last year of college. And I heard their album on uh, either Mr. Stone Believer or Mr. Doom 666, one of those YouTube channels. Oh, yeah. that's. I think I also discovered you on one of those channels. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, possible. Yeah. Highly possible. But uh, we found those guys. And, uh, you know, long story short, we did a tour with them. They, we brought them over to the States. And they, in turn... Uh, helped us get over to Europe, and we did a. Uh, uh, it was only eight shows. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't properly booked. We didn't have an agency or or uh, a, a touring company um, put it on. We we booked it all ourselves, or rather, uh, they booked it for us. So it was a lot of downtime. We were there for almost uh, almost three weeks. We were here, I guess here. <laughs> we were here for almost three weeks, and we only played uh, eight shows. So it was, it was more like a vacation and kind of a chance to you know stretch our legs and say that oh yeah we went over and and toured over in Europe. But this feels like our first real tour over here. Our How does it feel? Tour. It's the second show tonight. Fantastic. Vienna was the loudest crowd I think we have ever had in our entire lives, and we have been playing together for over ten years. <laughs> we were all nerves last night, uh, worried because this is a lot uh, out of, out of our league is, is how we were putting it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were all a little nervous last night. We did that first show. Once we got that out of the way, now we feel like we're in the groove. Yeah. This, this, you finally get the bug off of the touring, yeah. and then like you can relax. You know, tonight was yeah. the best show we've ever had. I mean, I feel like yeah, all I, four of us feel that way. This is the best show we've yeah. ever had. It would have been the best show if I didn't spill my beer. 
Nah. What happens? Spilled beer is the sign of a good time. <laughs> no, 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 no. On my podcast, nobody spills a beer. We lick it off. Uh, you know. <laughs> no, sp- no beer is is wasted. No, no. What happens? What happens? What happens? Uh, so I, we were playing, and I think it was uh, either the first or second song, and I had my my sweat towel was on the uh, uh, the wedge, the monitor right in front of me, and the the towel just slipped. Ever so slowly and just knocked over my beard. <laughs> you could see it in slow motion. Yeah, I, well, I watched it just, I watched the towels slowly go down. I was thinking, oh, that's okay. And then I saw this big pool of beer next to all of my, <laughs> all of my equipment. And luckily the, uh, the um, monitor sound guy ran over and just cleaned it up. And I immediately turned around and said, thank you. Oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so the- sorry. <laughs> Was it also the first time you experienced such crew, like the the, the scale of it, of like being in the arena of some uh, oh, yeah. uh, venue? Yeah, this is um, a, a, as far as these shows go. Um, these are some of the biggest shows that we have ever played in our entire touring career. We have toured for five, six, seven years. How long now? Uh, we've been touring. Yeah, we've been touring since 2016, and we've done West Coast, we've done East Coast, we've done. Uh, um, uh, pretty much all over the U.S. and we we you know we play a lot of bars, we play a lot of smaller uh, smaller venues. We've played some delis. We've <laughs> we played. Uh, I've seen. <laughs> I checked it out. You play it all the place. Yeah. I mean, you, you're a working musician, so yeah, exactly. you have to do everything. We, we 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 play what we can get. <laughs> uh, this, this is this is the first time we've seen this sort of scale of crew working with ourselves. But um, we've sort of had the ability to dip our toes in the water, uh, Jamie and I went on tour with a band called Hinder, if you know them. Uh, Julian, do you know Hinder? No. Lips of an Angel. Lips of an Angel. Go home. Shout out to Hinder. (laughs) Go home. Get (laughs) But yeah, no, so we we had a little opportunity to see what it was like, and I think it's kind of helped us just work in this sort of scale, like the organization, everything like that. I also work in a um, like college center that's kind of similar to this size and type of production, so I've seen that a little bit too. Recently. So you were a little bit mentally prepared for what you expect. Yeah, for how it works, but never from this side, from the artist yeah. side. All right. So, what was the most surprising thing then? I guess for you, like to, I, I guess, for example, today we're we're not used to the professionalism because when we when we go and play uh, smaller shows, it's kind of just like plug in, do a quick line check, and then oh yeah, we'll work it as we go. But, you know, even today we were running about half an hour, 45 minutes late, and they still, the sound crew still took the time to do a very thorough sound check with us. And we, we're, we're not used to that. We're not, uh, uh, we kind of just fly by the seat of our pants and see how it goes. Because usually it turns out pretty well, but I was uh, very pleasantly surprised with how professional and thorough um, the, the people here are. But wait a second, you, you toured with a stoner band, right? Did, yes. Yeah, didn't you get the same treatment? Sort of. America's so- very different for touring. Yeah. America's very different. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the times, so like we were talking about with the Europe tour, where we had no agent, we had no name, big name behind us or whatever. It was hard to get some shows, some places just would never answer back. In America, you can hit up pretty much, uh, well, a lot of, pl- not anywhere, but a lot of places. And you can get a show at a small dive bar, whatever. And that's kind of how we started. That's kind of how we've grown up. We just hear about uh, these venues from bands from other states, other towns, and they say, this is my local spot. Come play here. This is my local spot. Come play here. And we just hit them up over, like, talk to the venue over Facebook Messenger, email, whatever. 
And then we get there and it's usually just line checks, like, you yeah. know, not... I don't mean, show up so early, like like in Europe, you show up so early to get everything set up, and it's very professional. I mean, even with the Stoner tour, when it, it, I mean, it was along the same lines. It was still rather professional as far as the timing and when we needed to be there. Um, but all the venues are venues that we had played before, uh, and you know had had similar experiences in, but it was. A little bit more professional in the sense that, okay, load-in is at 4 o'clock and show isn't until 8. So we have all this time to do sound check and all that. But the sound check and all the extra time wasn't for us. It was for the headlining band. It's it's when you're you're doing a, uh, a supporting tour over in the States, it's much, much, much different uh, than, than coming over here. It's, uh, it's a little eye-opening, to be completely honest. <laughs> I'd like to add to that too. The response from um, fans and people that come to see the shows is is amazingly different. Like on, like you brought up the Stoner tour. I think maybe the biggest crowd was a hundred to hundred twenty people. Really? Yeah. So playing something like this, even being the second out of four bands, was, was like insane for us. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the people actually really care, and they they um, they support and they 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 like it, and they're invested too. Like the crowds invested the whole time they're actually watching what's happening instead of walking around or talking or, or something else which is that's what, that's what they saw the the, the 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 crowd really responded to the music like yeah. really like into the music like yes. during the years yeah i mean and that's something that um you do get in america but not to the same like absolute yeah, like, not to the degree. Same degree not to the same degree like <clears throat> there is a level of respect that a lot of the pop you know the the, the people that come out have for uh, musicians and for shows when it comes to the states, but uh, I, I just feel like uh, uh, people over here get a, a lot more into it, a lot more. Uh, um, they're a lot more um, fans. Yeah, exactly. Invested. They're 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 more fans. They're they're actual fans as opposed to like, oh yeah, I I saw this band, and now I get to brag about seeing this band. They're like, oh, I got to see this band, and I got to see this band, and this band, and this band. It, it's it's a completely different mindset um, as as opposed to the states. Of course, it's not everybody. Yeah, not everybody. But it just seems as a collective more so that way. The reason why I'm asking about the comparison between the United States and Europe is because usually in Europe everybody thinks that okay, United States is the is, is the land of, of of opportunity, whatever you know, like everything is so much better there. The touring is so much better than that. And the same way it's uh, how uh, Americans uh, view the European tours. But in the same time, there's like. Uh, there are different levels and different sides. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, for example, like uh, uh, I forgot. I think when I was talking to Psychic Hits and I asked them about uh, touring at the West Coast, LA, and there they said like uh, nobody gives a shit about musicians. They really don't. So mm-hmm. as far as let's let's put things into perspective here. So when when you when you come over and you tour in Europe, um, the booking manager, the promoter, whoever ensures that the bands get everything that they need and are provided essentially basic services, you know, food, water, drinks, uh, all, all, uh, lodging, all that stuff. When you go over to the States and you try to tour, they don't care. They, they say, okay, well, we'll get you on the show. And then you're like, oh, can we have uh, something to eat? This, oh, uh, 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 oh, okay, uh, no. <laughs> None of that is and provided. Of, it's well, Yeah, and, and of course there are exceptions. Yes, there are some. Like, there are m- many places that we play, like Ace's High Saloon in Salt Lake City, Utah. 
a fantastic venue. There are many places that really provide for us and take care of us and respect the artists, but many places it seems like the, uh, the average thing is that uh, a touring band is a step above a homeless person. <laughs> unless they're already famous yeah unless they're already famous <laughs> yeah, yeah. so all, all of this is of course from the perspective of like our scale of band right and it's tiny boys <laughs> yeah you know so it, it just as working musicians it's it's very hard I think when I was talking to Psychic Kid the, uh, one of the singers was touring with somebody really like really famous but post famous like after 70s famous I forgot who it is I'm sorry but they got the same treatment so mm. Uh, it depends. Either you hot shit or not, or something. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah that's, yeah. that's pretty much how it is. It's it's like you either um, have the draw to be able to, because I feel like that's kind of the thing as far as uh, uh, touring over in the states. If you have the draw, the natural draw, just by name, to be able to bring heads and or you know put butts in seats, then they're gonna take you a little bit more seriously than oh just some some podunk band from from nowhere town Montana. <laughs> They're gonna treat you a lot differently. All right, touring is hard. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and being a musician is really hard, especially in the start, in, yeah. in the but, beginning. But it is fun. It is fun. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely fun. Yeah, uh, that's the blood you have to shed for the job. You know, it's just part of it. Yeah, all, all the hardship is just part of the fun. And you get to travel everywhere and see everything yeah. you want to see. Yeah. Hopefully, to. <laughs> Hopefully tonight you will still check out the city. You 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 mentioned that yeah, you might. Maybe. Yeah, we were th we heard some people or uh, locals say that Vien is uh, uh, kind of empty after the lights go off. I guess you also should be quiet. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we're quiet. Sometimes we're okay. We're not bad. <laughs> loud Americans. What do you mean? <laughs> You'll be fine. You just say that you're Americans and everything. Oh, okay. Americans. <laughs> By the way, con congrats on the music video, like a uh, Doom Machine, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the video. Thank you. And uh, famous cameos by famous people, like Nicola Vary, Brent Bjork, and yeah. other people, right? Uh, so, and also shout out to Kadabra, because Kadabra, uh, I interviewed them when they were here. Oh, yeah, they were here a couple months ago, huh? Yeah, they were just here. We love yeah, those boys. We love those boys to death. I got a question for them. Um, did they paint the town? I will ask them when the next yeah. time. Well, when well, 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 well. Yeah. Shout, shout out to their drummer, Chase. I want you to have my butt, baby. <laughs> Chess spilled the beer oh, during God. the interview. Oh, oh yeah. really? Hey, good, 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 jo good job, Chance. Uh, Chaz. Also Chaz. Chaz, a.k.a. Chase, but mostly Chaz. Uh, he's, he's my drummer lover. Oh, okay. I feel some love. Yeah, Chase is really Chase, 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 Chance, Chance, really lovable guy. So, like, shout out Charlie's great. Charlie's great. Before we move on from the music video, I just wanted like a quick note. While we're talking about other bands, I wanted to give a shout out to the guys in Mountain Tamer. They helped us with the video. Mindbringer um, Productions. They yes. did a fantastic yeah. job. They're based also, out of LA. Uh, Solar Haze. We had some cameos from them. Good friends. Good friends. Yeah, more shout outs. If you want to put more shout outs. Oh, yeah. We want to shout out everybody. <laughs> well, of course. Shout out Grandma Rita. Yeah. yeah. Grandma Rita. Yeah. My grandma in Arizona. <laughs> she, oh. she took care of us. She took care of us and treated, and treated the boys like they were their, her own grandchildren. Uh, that was, uh, I think, what, a couple, no, that was not on the same tour, but, you know, we'll, we'll still give Grandma Rita a shout-out. She'll enjoy that. 
Okay, so what's the plan now? So you just released, uh, basically you released an album uh, last year in September, I think, mm-hmm. like like on Fazerama Records, and Bobby mixed it and stuff. So what's the plan? Uh, you're going to survive this tour? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's hopefully the plan. Yeah, that's, that's uh, <laughs> questionable, but hopefully. I wouldn't say we will survive this tour. I think we are going to annihilate this tour because... Uh, it's a good approach. Uh, we're, yeah. we're two for two right now. I've had people uh, come up to us at the, or come up to me at the merch table and say, yeah, you guys have set the bar tonight, so we'll see if that gets raised. <laughs> and even, even knowing that they're going to see truck fighters, like, we'll see if that gets raised. <laughs> All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's kick the truck fighters' butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I really love the Merlin memes. Oh, um, who? <laughs> ne- never heard of that band. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not sure. <laughs> Merlin? Uh, I mean, I've heard of Merlin. Are they a band? Yeah, Mer- Merlock. Merlock. They're a I mean, fake band, though. They're yeah, not they're, real. they're like AI generated, yeah. but I, Merlin, it doesn't ring a bell. And also from perspective of Merlin, I have no idea who is the wizard. Uh, 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 we are the wizard, actually. I have no idea, guys. No. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a different wizard. <laughs> the spelling is different. <laughs> yeah, this one is... Uh, yours is like some America. I um, uh, wanted no. to talk to a European one. That's how they spell it in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the proper education for uh, spelling. <laughs> oh yeah, what's a surprise? <laughs> Perfect. And if we can give one final shout out, yeah, uh, we want to shout out our good friend Case in Amsterdam, taking care of us, keeping us safe, keeping us fed, keeping us warm, giving us a place to sleep. He's our best friend. He's our Dutch grandpa. We love we love Case. <laughs> uh, in the end, I put the song by your band. Could you give me a song that's a good introduction to your bands go give a listen to doom machine
Thank you, wizards. And finally, let's talk to track fighters. Hello, uh, my name is Oso. I play bass and sing in track fighters. Hello, I'm Mr. Dango, guitar and uh, a little bit of screaming, maybe. Dancer. Dancing, yeah. Jumper. Hard rock dancing. Uh, first of all, we're recording uh, in the green room right after your show. The show was amazing. We saw it. We saw it from the side also. It was really good. You played today with the bass a little bit, not yours. Yeah, uh, the, the bass itself is, uh, was decent, but uh, the guy had like super thin strings. And it's, uh, it's tougher to play because it feels almost like a guitar. <laughs> I like uh, fixed strings, and uh, also you can hit the strings much harder. Uh, uh, thinner strings just make it sounds weird and uh, out of tune. So, but still, you know, nobody noticed, nobody knows after. I mean, now after the interview, everybody will know and will check out yeah. here. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, too late, it's too late. But uh, still, it was really cool show. I mean, nobody noticed anything. Uh, how was it for you? It's uh, second show in a row in the first tour in a long time yeah it's like it was yesterday <laughs> well, you started yesterday <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> no it's it's all right no it's uh, I, I think uh, day nine or ten might be tougher energy maybe the, the voice ah, the voice yeah energy is uh, fine it's just you have to eat and sleep good mm -hmm. so then you What's, what's, uh, what, what would you recommend how to uh, what to eat? I, I see that you're eating, what, what's that, avocado? Yes, oh yeah, well, you need to eat uh, a lot and proper food, I guess. What is proper food? It's, it's, uh, it's fast food, fast food yeah, and beer. It's, uh, yeah, not so much fast carbohydrates, more like um, good proteins and slow high carbohydrates. You, you sound like a hipster. <laughs> yeah, maybe I do. Oh my God, uh, truck fighters going commercial. He's a hipster. He's a jumping hipster. You know, I actually feel tired already after the second show, so I guess I had to eat more yeah. to manage the rest of the tour. Well, okay. Uh, I know that you have a lot of experience with touring, so all this complaining is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you will survive any kind of tour, in any kind of situation, in any kind of mm. uh, country, uh, continent. I mean, you played everywhere. Yeah. You've been playing since... 2001, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, uh, I Dinosaurs. Watched, <laughs> uh, veterans, mm. let's call it like this. Mm. I watched today the famous documentary okay. that you have. Yeah. So are you planning to do another documentary in uh, the next uh, three years? Because it's going to be, I think, 20 years or no, more. Like 20 years anniversary, you mean? Or something I think we have to find someone crazy enough to, to do it. I mean... I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to do it. I know that you were... Okay. I know that that was your whole plan <laughs> to invite me here. So to make the documentary, I'm in. I, that's why my question is here. All right. But it will be no uh, visual, only uh, talking for two hours. We're talking right now already. Yeah, well, well, so it's part of the documentary already. Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Easy. It's it's like uh, when you what, what when uh, you had like a tour in the United States and somebody asked you one of the bands like, do you want to come? And you said like, yeah, sure. If you organize the tour, yeah. And they did, and you came in. You know, so yeah. same thing, but other way around. Yeah, yeah. It was the same thing with the documentary as well. 
yeah. Jörgen, uh, uh, Christian, just asked us, can we film you when you play? And I then for they thought it was fun, so can we come and film a little bit more? <laughs> yeah, they were after the show. They came up to us like, uh, we have a new idea. Maybe we can do a movie just about you guys. And we're like, yeah, okay, sure, but we didn't really think that we we're gonna do it, of course. So, how long did it take to to make? Uh, how long did they uh, record? Maybe two years, or yeah. you remember? I mean, they didn't record that often, but it was over a two, two, three-year time span, I think, in the end. Okay, I have two years. I can do it in two. Well, let's do it like this. <laughs> I can do it in one year. All right. What uh, was like in twenty-five? Is like an anniversary, like twenty-year anniversary for the documentary, I think. No, or no, wait. I think it came out in eleven. So twenty-five is something like. There's something else that I I I, I remember. Sixteen. Would be 15. The 25 would be like, uh, Gravity X 20 years. Oh, yeah, Gravity, yeah, 20 years Gravity X. Perfect occasion to, to, to record a documentary yeah. of making, remaking, and touring and retouring with, with the Gravity X. Yeah. All right, so, okay, let's go back to reality. Uh, this tour, what are your plans with this tour? Is it like a preparation for an upcoming? album that everybody's asking for <laughs> yeah i think we actually found a drummer now that can play on the album joe say hello <laughs> hello oh that's uh wow that statement we have to think a bit about that <laughs> joe yeah. plays drums in enigma experience right yeah yes he does yeah Actually, thanks to Joel, I knew uh, the timetable for today because you did the Instagram story, like a, like a video, and I posted it and see the timetable of, uh, like, okay. Because right. I didn't know. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> smartphone uh, cameras are really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we found the drummer, I guess. Yeah. Joel, is this like news for you? That's... I think, I think it is. <laughs> uh, we think so. All right. So, which means, uh, my God, truck fighters. Even the tour is named. How do? How do? What's the name of this tour? Uh, who's drumming? Drumming? Uh, the, the, who's drumming on this? Yeah, it's like a meme with the truck fighters, with the drummers and stuff. Like, yeah. Even if you go to Wikipedia page of like fans of yeah. your band, yeah. it's like. 15, 20 drummers are there, which is probably that's how it's in real life. I think it's only 12 or 10, 11. Okay, exaggerate. <laughs> it didn't really count it. Come on, how would I count? <laughs> yeah, but there's been a few. Yeah, and then you just for fun decided to call this tour who's drumming on this tour, whatever. And uh, Joe was drumming on this tour. We forgot to tell it tell Joel about it. So he actually wrote to me, am I drumming on this tour? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we just talk to each other, me and Niklas, and we kind of uh, think that he also are part of it. Uh, when we booked uh, a tour or something or plan, plan in the future, it's like, oh, yes, we have to ask Joel if he can do it. <laughs> Yeah. You saw that I called you Joel. I didn't know because I only read how to. Yolo. Yolo. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know, sorry. Almost the same. Almost the same. So, okay, so it means, okay, you found a drummer. So it means it's the next step in the evolution of truck fighters, like a big step, right? So uh, tell me that you're working on the new album. Not yet. But uh, the thing is, uh, we're getting lazy by age, I think. But uh, the thing is, the past two or three albums, we uh, decided uh, we create songs, we do songs, uh, we meet each other and we do one or two songs. And just, uh, how do you say, uh, just... Uh, 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 be creative on the band. Yeah. Yes, professional uh, decide. Okay, we meet this day and we create a song or two. So we need to just uh, plan a little bit. It's tougher for us to plan those. Uh, back in the days, we could just hey, hey, what what are you doing? Should we rehearse or do something? Now we need to plan a bit ahead. But yeah, and now it's like everybody has families. Everybody yeah. is more responsible trying to take care of everything, not much time. Yeah. So uh, After this tour, we don't have that many gigs. So hopefully we'll meet each other and do some songs. What do you prefer? <laughs> what do you actually would prefer in this case? Like after this tour, get another tour, but for, for example, North America or something like this, or sit down and, and uh, make new, let's say EP, like four or five songs or something like this. No, we want to do an album, but uh, we'll we'll see. We we start creating songs, and we'll see how long it takes. Is it like any special occasion why you decided that you will do something like an album now? Because it's been for a long time. It's like uh, last album was 2016, I think. Yeah. It's like four, seven years. Seven years almost. Yeah, Thank seven you. seven long years. Yeah, but in the meantime, uh, uh, a lot happened. So uh, Father Rama went higher up, like more responsibility with Father Rama. Coffee company, I don't remember when you started the coffee company. What's the name of the company? Coso Coffee, 2017. Do you have coffee here? No. That's the reason why there's no album coming. Did you hear? 2016 was the last album, 2017 uh, the coffee came. Yeah, but uh, I, I, when, when I was researching it, I was like, okay, it makes sense, you know, and especially that I know that you don't want to do an album if it sucks. So well, if it, it won't suck if we do it. No, I mean, I mean, like, like you don't, you don't want to force it, you know, like you don't want to force the the the, the music. That's what I thought. Uh, somehow you need to force it a little bit. But you need to want to force it. Oh, okay. uh, you need you need to plan like okay, we we set set aside time for this now, mm -hmm. and, and we do it. And uh, also, if you think that creatively, it's there. Like uh, there's something creatively to uh, be it, done. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, no. Just uh, we're not that uh, psychedelic. Uh, we we. Uh, I mean, uh, when we uh, uh, wrote and recorded Universe. It took a lot of time because we thought that we were going to get in some creative mode. But after after that album, we we just fuck it. Just we 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 see each other at eight and we we do a song, and, and at five we need to have one or two songs ready. We we just put all this creative. I need to be in Zen mode uh, stuff aside. Just uh, think about it a little bit more professional. This is work. Let's create a song, uh, a good song. <laughs> what makes uh, a good truck fighter song? Have you ever figured, thought about what's like? Okay, this is truck fighter song. 
like, think I think the key is when me and Dango think it's really good, it's it's the combination that makes it good. Sometimes I do like a vocal line or something that I'm really happy with and send it to Dango and it's like ah yeah, ah <laughs> and at first you get disappointed but you know there's something in it that so you try something else and you try and you try and you try and he says yes this is really good and I think yeah this is really this is better than the stuff I did before so the, I think that's the key we need to set the motions aside and don't feel hurt by I think this sucks or I think this is bad try something else okay let's do it so a more professional view to songwriting I think and have you figured out like what kind of like uh, maybe like a timing of a riff or like like a structure a song structure no. a melody if there's something working like no, there, no, if no. there's a formula no if it's good it's good it doesn't matter if it's uh, three minutes or 13 minutes or if it gets uh, one chorus or three choruses it doesn't matter i don't think we have ever written a song and thought before like let's do a heavy song or let's do a slow song or we just do whatever the rock and roll god sends to our heads, you know. <laughs> well, that's that's ideal way how to do it. Have you ever thought about? Uh, have you ever like even not thought about, but the Spotify? No, like they get uh, the Spotify methods is that you get the attention of the listener as soon as possible. Yeah. You know, the first three seconds or six seconds. Have I, have I ever like no, you no. thought about? No, but I'm thinking if you want to think about it in a bit more like uh, cynical financial way, you should like share or cut your long songs into pieces because Spotify, they pay per play and not per minute. So if we have a 15 minute long song and we make five songs out of that, we get five times the money. Uh, but so far we haven't done it like that. <laughs> no, no, no. You're a truck practice. You didn't do that shit. Yeah. Uh, um, by the way, like I mean, you're a famous band, uh, a successful band. You know how how is it for you with Spotify? You know because some people are, like thinking like if they get millions of Spotify plays, they get like to the next level. You know, I'm not sure that you get uh, lots of. Uh, I think it's like different because you can have a lot of plays if and they are if like one of those playlists where people who don't care about music just press play, and then you don't get any fans, but you have a lot of plays. Or you can actually find a lot of new fans as well and get plays, maybe not millions and millions, but you can get plays and get new fans as well. So I think it's both sides to the coin. I saw that you started to pay attention quite recently, around maybe seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you started to pay attention on the Spotify statistics or where to play and where to book shows. You know, like like uh, uh, actually thinking what, what, what using the statistics. Yeah, for, for us, I mean, we are not on lots of playlists like that. Most of our plays come from people who actually choose to listen to it themselves. Uh, so then I think it's quite good, uh, even though we don't really book shows based on statistics, it's interesting to, to see where people listen, I think. But on the, uh, also, it, it's a bit, it's hard to just say it like that because uh, a lot of people have bought our vinyls and CDs over 20 years of time. So it's not like only people have the Spotify 
you can't really count just that, I think. Yeah, well, no, not on the Spotify, but I meant like when you started to pay attention, okay, we have so many people in this country on this platform or whatever thing. Yeah. I mean, it's really important because then you have to do the booking. and so yeah. yeah, of course, it's a nice, good tool to know where you're popular, I think. Have you noticed some changes in the recent... I mean, you're both... Uh, in charge of Fazerama Records, right? So, have you noticed any big differences? Yeah, well, except Corona, the manufacturing fucked up <laughs> is fucked up, you know. But uh, have you noticed, especially in the stone rock, fuzz rock genre, some uh, changes, like drastic changes? Because I think it. I mean, some people can say it went up. Some people say it went down. Uh, definitely it's going up in general like the whole scene uh, I'm not saying that track fighters gets lots of new fans but uh, most of the times when a band gets a lot of new fans it's because they released an album and do a big promotion campaign around it and tour and tour and tour but I think as a whole the scene is growing there's a lot of these uh, small stoner stoner rock festivals uh, popping up all over Europe and US as well now and uh, a lot of bands are coming and I think also that uh, the stone rock bands are getting booked a little bit into also the major festivals now which did not happen at all 10 years ago ever so I think it's a it's a difference that's been gradually over 20 years like the whole genre has become more accepted in the metal scene somehow and more people discover that wow this is actually a kind of hard rock that it's good when they didn't even know it existed and then they get into it uh, now because uh, I think I mean it's not that far from 70s hard rock the Sabbath uh, or the grunge too so it's those uh, styles are like huge and we are still considered a small underground genre so uh, you also have your uh, what's the name of the festival that you have in December Ah, uh, fast festival <laughs> come to, well, I will come, come to if Sweden you get... But this year it's in November, actually, 10th and 11th November. I mean, we'll, we'll come to Sweden, but uh, uh, oh, Julian, would you come to Sweden? Fast Festival, we also have this in Vienna. Yeah. yeah. But this is Track Fighters Fast Festival. The copyright infringement, I guess. Right? Yep, we're gonna, we're gonna sue each other. <laughs> actually, I remember that you guys played, you guys played at Fast Festival in Vienna, so yeah, it can't be that bad of a copyright infringement in Vienna. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's the same band. No. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, some words are too like common to copyright them. I guess. Well, can you copyright Fuzz? I'm not sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. It can be anything. <laughs> By the way, like this is my personal. Have you ever like after the documentary talked to Josh Homme regarding that famous line? No. Nothing, right? Uh, we actually met him after. before that. Oh, and before. After. Yeah, and after. But we talk uh, about. I mean, when we met him after, we just said thanks for doing that quote, uh, that little thing for a movie. But uh, yeah, that was quite soon after. I think we met them. I don't know. I mean, it's not like we know him or anything like that. We met him uh, when we recorded uh, our first demo, and we gave him uh, like the Desert Cruiser demo. I don't know if he listened to it, but <laughs> like, if, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's just I wanted to know because it's like, like it's, it was a big deal 
it kind of still would be a big deal. It's like a meme almost like with the truck fighters. Yeah. And, and then and then there's also like an interview with that he did in 2000 like 11 or maybe like a little bit one year later with Nardwar when he said like I don't know I was wasted I was I was <laughs> and that's the truth. But uh, I mean they actually shared it the the trailer on their own Facebook page. No, no, no. Of course, it's like everybody loves yeah. us because it's, it's a fun, fun story. It's a, it's a, it's a cross promotion from both yeah. of you, you know. And he doesn't know. It's very fun, but uh, I don't think he's he really knows so much. I don't. I'm not sure. You know. Well, he, well, well it's whatever. He's doing his own thing. All right. So, um, uh, so tour, uh, maybe potential album. What else is on the rise? Enigma experience. What's what's up with that? Uh, not much right now. I have to get uh, the famous inspiration to do more songs. <laughs> All the talk about being professional has gone to shits. Uh, here we go with inspiration. That's that's the key of the truck fighters, right? Uh, I have two small uh, girls at home now, so it's hard to find the time also at the moment. All right, all right. That's okay. You're for, for, zero excuse. Zero point five and one point five years old. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can actually excuse myself by not only starting a roastery. Uh, I also had like three small kids <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> so they they are getting older. So now it's easier to get time for other stuff. All right. So excuses. I hear excuses yeah. and, com com and complaining. All right. And so which means uh, for the fans on on. on Shout out to the Reddit community, Stone Rock Reddit community, who, who's going to listen to all of these interviews. Uh, they're really fanatical about all this stuff. Uh, so I guess new album's coming soon. Let's uh, say it like that. I say yeah, it. It's coming, but we don't promise any time. We just promise that it will come. Like Tool, they said it's going to be an album for 10 years, and then it came after 14. Before Keith uh, Richard dies. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Jesus. He will live for 20 more years, right? <laughs> Hopefully. And I hope truck fighters will also like will last for a long time. All right, don't want to bother you too much. I kind of hope that we can do a kiss now, like one album each year for a while. That would be cool. That would be cool, yeah. Like oh. Abba also did it back in the days. And then reunion tour, and then forever and ever, like last. last. And the hologram uh, tour? Yeah, we do that in <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for a song. Could you give me a track fighter song that's a good introduction to your band? Desert Cruiser.
Thank you, Track Fighters, and everybody involved in this tour. And thank you, dear listener, for staying till the end. Don't forget to follow this podcast if you dig it. More stuff to come. Until next time, take care and bye.